0: Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Why do ghosts make the best cheerleaders? I don't know. Why? Because they're so full of spirit.
1: Boo! No, they don't boo!
0: <laughs> it's spoop hour! In case that wasn't enough of a clue, we have a very special topic today.
1: Sports!
0: We like sports.
1: We don't care who knows.
0: None of those things are true. We don't like sports. We,
1: we this, don't know. If you listen to last week's episode, you know we don't know anything about sports. I
0: still don't know what the name of that one football position is, and I'm still referring to it as the guy who returns the kick.
1: Scotty McGee.
0: Scotty McGee. Right. Yeah, the Scotty McGee position. This is Spoop hour, not sports, <laughs> sports hour. hour. But we talk about spoopy things, not sportsy things, unless...
1: We're talking about spoopy sporpsy. Sporpsy.
0: Sporpsy (laughs) Sporpsy spoopy. Kind of smells. Kind of smells. Kind (laughs) of sounds like corpse. (laughs) We're doing great this morning. Afternoon. Fuck me. (laughs) It's 2.42 in the afternoon currently when we're recording, and it's going great. Sasha's eating noodles. I'm wearing yoga pants. It's great. It's great. We're having a great day. It's a
1: good day.
0: So we are going to be talking about sports because you guys might not know about this because you're not as interested in sports as Sasha and I are, but the Super Bowl's coming up. In fact, it's going to be, when you're listening to it, this coming Sunday. Sports! We love them. So if you don't know what the Super Bowl is, it's this big football game, and football is an American sport that nobody else plays. And... That's going to happen, and Sasha and I both are probably not going to watch it because we're such big sports fans.
1: Yeah. I usually watch the halftime show, and then yeah. I go to bed, Yeah, I just look for the highlights later. But Who's doing
0: the halftime show this year? Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah, yeah i So, that. like, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. 90s kids know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Spoop Hour, your weekly, hourly place for spoop. Spoop with a P for pineapple, not K for kangaroo, as I had to
0: explain to someone. <laughs> explain to someone.
1: Um <laughs> But you can find us always at Spoop Hour on Twitter and on Instagram, at Spoop Hour. And then Gmail, SpoopHour at com. And that's where you should go if you have a good story. Yeah. Tell us your good story. And Courtney and I finally exchanged passwords for all of our different accounts. We did. So now we both have rain over Instagram and Twitter. Yes. But... Predominantly, I'm still going to be on Twitter because that's the yeah. platform. Uh,
0: every time I go on Twitter, I, like, tweet something and then people don't like it and I'm like, <laughs> and it hurts my feelings. <laughs> so that definitely didn't happen yesterday. I definitely didn't tweet something that only got one like I, I and I was sad. It. Oh, two right. likes then.
1: I'm, yeah, it's a little dogs. Oh, no. no. Oh, about the research. About the research. Yeah. You oh,
0: no. didn't like no, that, I- did
1: you? I was on the Spoop Hour account, uh, and I was like, I, I should
0: like this. I should like this. And I was
1: like, I'm liking my own tweet, but this <laughs> is not my tweet. He no. tweeted this tweet. Yeah,
0: so. one, one person liked it, so thank you, person who liked it. It's a really great story, and you'll hear it on today's sports episode. Mm-hmm. So, Sasha, has anything spooky happened to you this week?
1: In a way, yes. Maybe not necessarily spooky, but I was trying to do my research yeah. this week, and I was watching sumo on TV with Classic. my parents because they have the Japanese channel, and we just... We just watch it. Mm. And so I had this thing come up where I was like, oh, you know, what about, you know, sumo wrestling? What weird superstition things? And I'll talk about sumo later on in this episode. Mm -hmm. But my mom couldn't really think of anything off the top of her head. But she was like, by the way, have you ever heard of this story called Hoichi the Earless? And I was like, what? What? And she goes, Mimi Nashi Hoichi. And I was like, no. Yikes. And she goes, let me tell you this. Totally irrelevant story to your sports research, but about <laughs> yokai. So she was, like, still, uh, like, on the same page. But, yeah, right, she relevant. was still trying to, like, share relevant things, yeah. but not relevant to our episode. It's it's a story called Hoichi, uh, Nashi Hoichi, Hoichi the Earless, and the basic summary is that Hoichi was this blind minstrel who played the biwa, which is, like, a Japanese lute, Okay. Um, so it's got this, like, big body. Oh, and um, then, like, the long skinny neck. Oh, no, no, no. No it's, it's just the big no, fat it's, body. It's, it's like a, it's shaped like, Ooh, a nice like a
0: very shapely, shapely woman. woman,
1: right? <laughs> we'll we'll put a photo somewhere. Yeah. No, the one with the long neck is a shabisen. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. that's right. The Japanese um. banjo, as I learned for Japanville. Mhm.
1: And so he was particularly uh, good at performing this piece called the Tale of the Heike, which was de- an epic tale describing the fall of Emperor Antoku. Okay. And so he was he was very poor, so he lived at a temple with a priest. And so one night he was approached by. A gruff samurai who de- demanded that this minstrel, this blind minstrel, come and play for his lord. And so the retainer basically like brought Hoichi mm-hmm. to this you know samurai lord, and he played the story. He was met with high praise, and you know mm-hmm. everyone was so glad. And he was asked to return the next evening for another recital. And so before he was returned to the temple, Hoichi was told that the nobleman who he had play- been playing for was traveling incognito, and warned not to speak of the evening's events. Oh, Um, that
0: explains why he wanted the blind musician.
1: Right. The following evening, the samurai returned to Hoichi's quarters and led him back to the nobleman. However, this time, Hoichi's absence was discovered by his friend, the priest of the temple. And the priest grew suspicious and instructed his servants to look after Hoichi the next night. When they saw him leaving the temple, the servants gave chase and eventually found Hoichi playing his biwa furiously in the middle of the Amidaji Cemetery. And the Amidaji Cemetery was near the same temple where he was staying, but it's mm-hmm. also where this um, Emperor Antoku was buried. Oh. And so the servants had realized that Hoichi had been bewitched, so the priest vowed to save his friend from further trickery. So he painted the different kanjis and like sutras mm-hmm. and stuff all over Hoichi's body to oh. help you know, protect him from ghosts, Like so ghosts would be able to see him. And he was instructed to just say, sit still and motionless and not make any sound when he's called upon by the ghostly samurai again. So that evening, the samurai called for Hoichi one more time and was angered when he received no response. And so he went to go find him and saw nothing but two ears floating.
0: Yikes. The sutra had rendered the rest (laughs) of Hoichi's,
1: (laughs) Hoichi's body invisible. But attempting to comply with his orders, this samurai retainer ripped off Hoichi's ears as proof that they had been the only portion of the loot player that was available. Uh, After the ghostly retainer had left, Hoichi was still too frightened to react despite the blood gushing from the wounds on his head. When the priest returned, he realized in dismay that he had neglected to write the sutra on his friend's ears, which had left them vulnerable to the spirit. But, I mean, there is kind of a happy ending to this, despite his injuries... He had been freed from basically the spirit's Aww. power, so he was no longer possessed by these spirits. Oh, that's nice. And he went on to recover from his wounds and become a famous musician. Oh. He was known as Hoichi the Earless. So he was also earless and blind, but he was still a great musician. And you
0: can still hear if you. Don't and have my mom ears.
1: played the mu- like like a like a performance of this. Yeah. For me, and I was like, Ugh! And she goes, wouldn't it be fun to go see one of these things live? No, like, mom. Sit in the dark with all these other people no. and like listen to it. I was like, mom, this is the. Opposite you but, don't understand me, Mom! But it's funny because, like, the other spooky thing, I guess, that sort of happened. This weekend, or this week, I was playing a game called Neo N-I-O-H, with my boyfriend. And it's all based on, like, Japanese lore and yokai mm-hmm. and demons and everything. And so it was, like, the, the really interesting thing to watch, except then he was showing me some of the other monsters he's fought, and there was this one called a Biwa Bokuboku. Boku, and I didn't think that Biwa Bokuboku Boku was a real thing like I thought it was just from the game, Yeah. but as it turns out, Biho Boku Boku is an actual yokai in Japanese oh. mythology, and it's a lot cuter and more interesting in Japanese mythology. The one in Neo is terrifying, and we should also share a photo of that. Cool. It has armpit hair, and I was not love about it. it so. Love it,
0: love yeah. it. Embrace your underarm <laughs> hair. Don't yeah.
1: shave. Don't shave, cool. yeah. Cool. So it was interesting.
0: The only spooky thing to happen to me was yesterday. I was home alone for most of the day, and I had the windows open because it was it was kind of warm.
1: You tweeted about this. I
0: did, and it was very windy. And for some reason, the wind was making ghost noises, to the point where even our other roommate was like, "I don't like that sound." Because it was it was full on going like. Ooh. and it's never done that before when it's been windy usually it just makes wind noises so that was upsetting and i didn't care for it and then no one liked the tweets. so even if i had been killed by a ghost you fuckers wouldn't care would you
1: welcome to twitter
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't like
1: it all right So, what are we up to in the next couple of days?
0: We've got some exciting collaborations on our burner. It's not really our back burner anymore. It's on our front burner. So, coming up this week, we're going to be collaborating with the Best Forevers podcast since Sasha and I are both friends and roommates who have known each other for like a decade and a half. So, we'll be (laughs) interviewed with the Best Forevers podcast, which is just a podcast on friendship. So, we'll be talking about our friendship. And I've given a lot of thought to when I first really met you. Because I was like, because like you've been in my life so long at this point that I kind of didn't remember. So I gave it some thought. So I think I, I can pinpoint it now. Mm. And it's it's a happy story for me. And I, then,
1: I remember, like, our first conversation, I think. I, yeah. I think I do, too. Mm. So,
0: yeah. But we're not supposed to practice it, so I okay. don't want to talk to you about all it. All right, we don't
1: have to talk Shut about it. Shut
0: up! Anymore. Sorry! <laughs> <laughs> and then we're not friends anymore. I'm and then we're also, to hear
1: first, all, <laughs>
0: <laughs> And then we're also going to be collaborating with one of my favorite podcasts, BSP, The Idiot Syncrasy Files.
1: Yeah!
0: We'll be recording that over the weekend, and then that'll go up next Tuesday.
1: After the Spooper Bowl.
0: After the Spooper Bowl. Oh, well, uh, I didn't like call you, it I that know, earlier? I don't. No. Ugh, this is the second time I have failed to get a really obvious pun, and I'm upset. It's
1: okay. It's fine. It's okay. It's not it's okay, fine. but it's fine. It'll be okay. It's fine. You It'll know what will fine. make me
0: feel better? I got us a snack.
1: What is your snack? You want to open it? I want to open it.
0: So, they didn't have... Crinkle, crinkle. Crinkle, crinkle. It's a Starbucks bag. <gasps> Cake pops. The other one's Cookie for jam. you. And? Little hearts. Because I love you. Oh. <laughs> gonna take a picture (laughs) (laughs) so I wanted to get us two of the heart kind and I put it in my order I actually ordered three cake pops because I wanted one for our other roommate too and I got to Starbucks and she was like we never sell out of the ones with the confetti sprinkles and we sold out of them we only have the one and I was like that's fine. We'll just do two Aww. cookie dough ones. So I was like, I'll give the heart one to Sasha because I love doing a podcast with her. Thank you. Yay. So I feel better now because we have a snack.
1: Yay. We've got some shout outs. First to Popcorn Prattle, um, which I think we've, we've promoted on this show before. Mm-hmm. But Popcorn Prattle and we, <laughs> we, we and Popcorn Prattle yeah. were tweeting yesterday and hopefully have set the, gears in motion for another collaboration with Mm -hmm. them hopefully they don't make us watch something super scary i kind
0: of want to watch something super scary just so that both of us can be like super weenies about it and like hold hands on the couch and cry yeah but also, I don't. So right.
1: what we do in the shadows is about our speed mm-hmm. in terms
0: of horror. So so popcorn prattle. We'd love to talk to you about what we do in the shadows. We have our a our lot of thoughts podcast. and feelings about oh, not it.
1: podcast. Favorite. <laughs> movie. My favorite podcast is a movie. <laughs> My favorite podcast is every movie. No. Um. <laughs> anyway, and then I also want to give a shout out to Pop Culture Bento. I was on their most recent episode. Mm-hmm where we talked about general pop culture things happening this week. And then we talked a lot about anime, specifically the anime food wars, because I love that anime. And yesterday, the host of pop culture, Bento and I, full disclosure, is my boyfriend.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was like, I, are you gonna make it sound like you guys were just creepily? No,
1: full disclosure, my boyfriend, but we finished all of what's available of food wars and we have to wait until april for the next chunk of episodes and we're just like very upset because can your
0: relationships withstand this challenge it
1: will, will also it? between now and then we're going to disney world so
0: you could we'll end see. up like your one student who got dumped on the first day of a long disney World no! vacation i'm just kidding you guys are gonna be fine i just like bringing that up because it makes me laugh
1: sweet sweet summer child I'm not going to say his name. (laughs) But, yeah, one of my students, former students, got dumped on day one of a trip to Disney World with his girlfriend's family.
0: Which, like, if you were planning on dumping someone and you had already gotten into these non-refundable trip ticket scenarios... Pick a different friend to take. Yeah, or just, like, hold on for the week. Right. And then at right. the end be like, this really cemented my decision. I don't think this is working Ooh. anymore. Don't do it on day one. That's just going to make the whole trip right. ruined. Right, like, let him have, like, a nice trip to Disney. <laughs> like, so that when he's sad, he can be like, well, at least I rode Space Mountain. And
1: it's funny because, like, this conversation came up in such a, like, casual way. It was me and <laughs> one of my colleagues talking to him and some other students and it just, I think Disney came up or whatever. And he was like, yeah, I went to Disney World last summer. I'm like, oh, how was it? Did you have fun? He was like, I got dumped. And all of us immediately like, stopped. And we had to like, stop everything we were doing. And like,
0: no, you have to tell us a story right now. <laughs> the most heartbroken place on earth. Right? It was just so strange. It was good but times.
1: I'm excited to go to Disney. Good for with you. With my boyfriend. Who also has a podcast
0: so. called Pop Culture Bento, and it used to be the Appa Geeks. Yeah. So if you think that Sasha is just blowing through podcast hosts and breaking hearts in her wake, she's not. It's the no. same dude. He just rebranded. Yeah. <laughs> and soon he'll rebrand himself. I'm just kidding. Well, I don't know. I don't I, really I, know him.
1: Yeah. No. His. He, he shares a name with a dog. He so. does.
0: He does. And I'm I'm a, telling a cute you, dog. He's he's avoiding me. Like at this point, he's just <laughs> full on avoiding me. He'll be I'm here this auntie, week. Will he? Yes. Will he? I'm having
1: a really tough week of exams this week, Aww, so he's, so he's going to come, come make over. me dinner. So. Oh,
0: well, maybe I'll be here. Or maybe he'll be like, is she gone? And then Because <laughs> that's what you do. I'm, I'm dating to a ghost. I knew it! That explains That's why you haven't seen him. So much. He's well, been here. <laughs> is he here now?
1: That's for Can me to know him? and you to find out. <laughs> Damn it. Woo! If only our other
0: roommate would let us Ouija in the apartment. <laughs> but we're not allowed to. <laughs> My mom was like, When she first found out about the podcast, she was like, oh my God, I want to do a Ouija board with you guys. And I'm like, sorry, the roommate doesn't want it in our house. And my mom's like, we'll do it at my hotel room. (laughs) Because my mom's a great lady. I would love to do a Ouija with your mom. (laughs) I I can bring my Ouija board. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I did tell her. I was like, Sasha has one, but other roommate will not allow it in the house. It's really
1: haunted. I pulled it out of my grandparents' (laughs) attic when they were moving houses.
0: Love it. So, tell me a story. We also have a story today from the lovely Beth, who is a murderino like me. I love my favorite and letter. BSP
1: and, and a BSP, bunch of other yeah. podcasts that we're friends with.
0: Yes, and so Beth actually contacted me because I was being lazy, and we're going to be playing a game shortly, and it'll become clear why. But to kind of guide my research, I went to the DC Murderinos group first because I was like, help shape my research, help me build this game and she was like oh my god you guys play games i love it and she was really helpful and now she likes us so also, if
1: you're new here we're in the dc area so that's why dc murderinos <laughs> don't yeah don't
0: hunt us down and kill us dc area is very big it is very big and also i'll kill you
1: was that a ghost maybe
0: was it your boyfriend <laughs> oh. oh your huh. boo my, friend my boo your boo all these ghosts and i still can't get a boo That grapevine. (laughs) So Beth messaged me and she was like, I have ghost stories on ghost stories. And I was like, this is amazing. Tell them to me. So here they are. She has two stories quote first. When my son and nephew were like two and a half, we went to St. Augustine, Florida. We always stay on the beach part. Now, anyone who knows St. Augustine knows it's haunted as fuck. So we were outside, we were at a restaurant that had an outdoor patio, but it was empty at that point. My sister and I were buying shirts at the little stand that they have up, and our sons were on a bench looking into the patio. That was empty. Our mom was with them. Both sons are looking into the patio, waving and talking. As we went to leave, they both said bye. We asked, separately, as we were in different cars, who they were talking to. Both of them said that they were talking to, quote, the boy, and that he was talking back to them. No. My aunt, who was in the car with my son and I, had a cheesy, quote, ghost radar app on her phone, and before we left the parking lot, she turned it on. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it said there was a spirit, and when we asked his name, it said Benjamin. We left pretty quickly after that. As you should. Benjamin sounds like a little boy's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's I don't fun. I like that. <laughs> well, it's gonna get worse. My second story also happened in St. Augustine, but several years later, just stop going to St. Augustine. It sounds real haunted. Beth,
1: protect yourself. (laughs) We love
0: you, and we don't want you to get haunted. Stay sexy and don't get haunted. My brother-in-law and I decided to take the after-hours ghost tour at the lighthouse. It's the only ghost tour that lets you explore the grounds. We had an EMF reader, and we had taken a camera. So she knew what she was getting into, and she Mm -hmm. came prepared, so good for her. So we're wandering the grounds after the tour and walked into the actual lighthouse, no one else was in there, and my brother-in-law was asking all these questions while I snapped pics. After a few, I was getting annoyed with his questions, and apparently the ghosts were too, because one went, shh. Uh. The shh sounded like a child, which children are what most people report. We looked at each other, and he asked if I said that. I said no. I thought it was him. We noped the heck out of there super fast. As no one no one was around, so it, we couldn't have heard anyone outside.
1: Jeez. But at the same time, I also want to do a ghost tour with exploration benefits.
0: Right. I I will say my best friend has invited me. She's like, next time you come down, we'll either go to St. Augustine and do ghost tours there, or we can meet in Savannah, which is supposed to be like super haunted. Mm So Yeah. So if you want to tag along, you can meet my niece. That'd be amazing. She's
1: quality. I've heard good things. I've seen her on Facebook. (laughs) I've heard good things. She's really cute.
0: (laughs) She is pretty cute. She did not sleep in her big girl bed last night. She was supposed to. She apparently slept for like three hours and then was like, I'm done. Drop yeah. into do your, your booster boost, seat. From, From big your big boy head to your big boy, your big boy feet. feet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what I was thinking you said big girl bed. I <laughs> <You> thought of <laughs> boys for your now. booster
0: seat. We do love boys for now here. They're yeah. my favorite band. So, Sasha, you're an expert on sports, right? The biggest
1: expert. I know the most things
0: about sports. That's true. And <laughs> I know that I'm a big expert on sports, but compared to you, I have no knowledge whatsoever. So are you ready to play a game using your immense knowledge of sports things? I would love to play a game. All right. So this game is called Sports Superstition or Cult Ritual. Ah! (laughs) As the name would imply, I'm going to read you a statement. Okay. And then you're going to tell me if the behavior I'm describing is a sports superstition or a cult ritual. All right. And I have sources for all of these. So these aren't just like, I think a cult would do this or I think a sports person would do this. And I tried to steer clear of the, like, well, my grandma sometimes when she would go to the bathroom, our team would score. So we would make her go to the bathroom a lot during a game. I tried to steer clear of those because I okay. can't really verify those. So did, these are documented sports things. Did you
1: turn your, like, search history off for, or, like, clear it after you did all this? Because it's like, you know, that writing thing, like, with writers. <laughs> I'm just doing research, Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually into cults. Okay. I did see or someone, sports.
0: I can't remember what group it was in, but somebody was like, yeah, I was Googling a lot about serial killers and stuff, and then every so often I make sure to Google how to become a successful writer, how to get published, so that if ever somebody comes across my search history, there are answers. Oh my god. But this is this is what I turned to DC Murderinos for, because yeah. I was like, if anybody knows cult rituals, and DC like the first comment was like, I just know a lot about cults, and I'm like, I knew you guys were the ones to ask. Exactly. So... No judgment. No judgment. So here are ten statements, and there are five of each, sports superstition and cult ritual. All right. I tried to split it up. Before important events, I get slapped in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Um...
1: sports ritual yep oh god (laughs) the
0: Jacksonville Jaguars defensive tackle John Henderson who has since retired but he was this big hulking dude and he always had his trainer smack him in the face before games to psych him up Jesus I know and it's and like the thing that I was reading about it was like this was a huge dude he was like you know six foot like five and he was like he was a defensive end so he's huge and he's like slap me in the face I would not want to slap him in the I, face. I would
1: worry about, like, other things like, he's <laughs> into after the game.
0: I mean, uh, he's not asking you to participate in those. No, I He's know. got a guy for that.
1: I know, but just, mm, I, don't
0: I know. I know. I know. <laughs> All right, next statement. I eat grass to embrace my humility. Cult. Nope. No. Sports oh, superstition. Ugh, I, know. It. I know. I know. Upsettingly, LSU coach Les Miles eats grass because it quote humbles him as a man and quote lets him know that he's part of the field and part of the game.
1: I mean, I get it, <laughs> but also
0: one of my why? coworkers, I was I was talking to my coworkers about this, and one of them pointed out, a lot of these fields don't have grass. Is he eating that? Yeah. It's like, like turf.
1: In our area, all the high schools have plastic turf, yeah, and like those little plastic beads that get in yeah. your shoe, turf yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And he's the LSU coach, so presumably he's going to a lot of colleges, most of which don't have real grass, like JMU had the turf, right, with all the little black things that get everywhere, exactly. So yeah. less miles, love yourself, love yourself, please, eat better things. I participate in wilderness survival training and camping for team building.
1: Sports ritual.
0: Cult ritual. ritual. The way international occult group strongly encourages slash forces its followers to partake in wilderness survival training to promote solidarity. Yet another reason why I can't join a cult because I do not like being outside. You don't like
1: being outside. You don't like camping. No.
0: They'll be like, let's go camping. And I'll be like, let's go fuck you. (laughs) 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 I am regularly massaged with horse placenta. Yep. (laughs) Mariana Kovacevic is called the, quote, placenta doctor, and her massages with horse placenta allegedly promote health and heal injuries. She has been visited by several prominent soccer players to repair injuries. And based on the research that I did, it sounds like if nothing else has worked and you still have your, like, torn ACL or whatever, you go to her, she massages you with horse placenta, and you get better. But at what cost? (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, who has a regular supply of horse placenta? How many horses I don't are know giving if exactly birth? Her up. Yeah, like does she have a placenta guy? Probably. <laughs> I have a guy. I have a guy for placenta. <laughs> she's, a <horse. laughs> she, she's a horse.
1: She's I a guess. horse. She's a horse.
0: He's a horse. His wife's a horse. They have a lot of babies. They do. Okay. Okay. Next one. Poverty is for suckers. I wear handmade watches only. Um. Uh... Yep. Okay. (laughs) The Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, who is also sometimes goes by Osho, which he changed Um, his name to after he tried to give food poisoning to an entire town.
1: You've told me about Osho. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: He was the leader of the Rajneesh movement slash cult, and he was routinely photographed in lavish clothes and handmade watches because his cult shunned poverty and celebrated wealth. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: Which is a great way to scam a bunch of people out of money if you're like, no, my cult believes in wealth, so give me all your money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. I
1: hate that.
0: Yes, you should. <laughs> Speaking of things you hate, I have my feet examined when I'm off my game. Sports. Cult ritual. What? And even better, it's a Japanese cult. Oh. The Honohana-san-pogyo cult insisted that members have their feet read by its leader, Hogen Fukunaga, to diagnose ailments and to tell their fortune. If you didn't have your feet read, you could die, he said, so get your feet read. Best part? Nine hundred dollars for a single foot reading. Hard pass. Yeah, and after doing that, I'll risk death (laughs) rather than losing nine hundred dollars, which in its own way is like death. And that's what got him. Like eventually, his followers were like, "I don't like paying you almost a thousand dollars to look at my feet." And the court upheld. This is some bullshit. (laughs) Fucking cult. It was great. I don't use soap because it's too indulgent. Cult. Yep, the movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments did not believe in soap which, Uh gross. They also, from what I could tell, spent a lot of time outside, so just stank. Mm. Stank on stank. I shower with my clothes on. (laughs) You're giving me a good face. Uh, (laughs) sports? Yep. Okay. (laughs) White Sox player Minnie Minoso showered with his uniform on after a game in which he didn't get a single hit, and then in the next game he got three hits. So, after that successful game, his team joined him in taking a clothed shower. Because clearly it worked, so let's all do it. Mm. Sports people are weird, is what I've learned. Yeah. I love yoga, especially the part where I'm hung upside down. Sports. Cult ritual! Cult, uh. Aum Rikyo, which is, um, they did the sarin gas attack. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did that to people <laughs> who tried to leave the cult to get them to stay. Mm. They would also drop LSD and do said, quote-unquote, yoga. Mm. Basically, it was like just shy of torture. So you'd be like, I want to leave. And they're like, Well, clearly something's wrong with you if you want to leave us. Otherwise, you wouldn't want to do it. So let's hang you upside down from the ceiling and bend you in weird ways. It's yoga. Yeah. Yep. yep. They're mm-hmm. not great people. No.
1: Look up the sarin gas attack in Tokyo Subway. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Not, not good stuff. Not
0: great. And this is the last one. You ready for this? You're yes. going to bring it home. I cleansed myself of bad spirits by bathing in the Zambezi River. Sports. Yep. In 2008, the Midlands-Portland Cement soccer team went for a swim in this river, which is by Victoria Falls, Uh to cleanse them of bad spirits that the coaches said were causing them to lose. Unfortunately, this area is closed off to swimmers and most of the public because there are crocodiles, hippos, and strong currents, so lots of shit that's gonna kill you. Guess what happened?
1: All of them died.
0: Only one died. Oh. So 16 went in, 15 came out. So only one player drowned. And the team, when they talked to them about it, said that they felt really pressured to do this by the coaches.
1: Yeah, that's when you fire your entire coaching staff. I
0: know, like they caused the dude to drown. And this is a healthy guy. He played soccer. Right. He was probably ripped and he drowned because it's, by a waterfall So shockingly The currents are insane Right And then if that doesn't get you There's also crocodiles And hippos And hippos are i be deeply traumatized The
1: rest of my life
0: Yeah For sure Jesus. I probably couldn't play soccer anymore uh-uh. So what I learned is It's probably good That I'm not that into sports Because a lot of it Is nightmares God And surprisingly difficult To discern If it's a cult or a sport Yeah
1: Right
0: <laughs> How you feeling You doing good uh, You ready to do I'm glad a that team? I don't
1: Participate in any Really like Organized anything <laughs> I mean, I just quit marching band this year.
0: You did, and I'm very proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. Eight years of marching band was enough for me.
1: I did eight plus, plus staff on three years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of marching band. That's for a lot of marching person. band.
0: Yeah. I have nightmares sometimes that I'm back in marching band. Me too. And then I don't have, like my shoes or my socks and I don't know the music and they're making me perform anyway. Or you have to go to
1: Godwin parking lot and the buses are leaving without you. And oh, you don't I've know never how, had that one. Oh no, I've had that where like I've been on the bus and then I was looking for someone who wasn't on the bus and then I got left behind all my stuff, including Aww. my phone were on the bus. And so, and I still couldn't find the person we were missing. Yeah. But that's, like, stuff that actually, like, happened to me in college Uh, where I wasn't left behind, but, like, I would, like, hop off the bus, like, try to make a call, like, where the hell
0: are you? Yeah. We're gonna leave in ten minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Like. I, last night I had a dream that I was back in high school concert band. Oh, (laughs) jeez. And I couldn't find my horn, so I was borrowing my high school crush's extra horn. His name is Doug. I'm not gonna say his last name. Oh. He's he's married now. It's (laughs) fine. It's fine. I'm (laughs) over it. But he was warming up the horn for me, and I was kind of grossed out because I was like, I don't really want to deal with his spit. And I didn't know any of the music, and I was like, I don't know that I can play any of this stuff. It's it's out of my range, even was when I was at the top of my game. And that was my dream last night. Spooky! Spooky. Marching band is everywhere, and sports are scary. So do you want to delve into some scary sports? Please. So I decided when Sasha was like, we should do a sports episode because we're both great at sports and we love them.
1: Honestly, it was like a joke. <laughs> like, yeah, it, kind of, it, just...
0: it started as a joke, but then the more we talked about it, the we're more like, we yes, were like, this,
1: we should could actually, this. this could
0: be good. <laughs> so I have sports ghosts, and the last one I will read is the spookiest one that I should not have researched yesterday when I was home alone, but oh. I did.
1: I'm excited to hear it, but also terrified.
0: Good. You should be. Yay. So we're going to start out pretty tame with The Gipper. Okay. I assume you've heard of The Gipper. Mm-mm. Oh! So The Gipper was one of the nicknames for Reagan. Mm. Because he played him in Newt Rockwell or whatever mm-hmm. Newt, Newt Rockney, I think is the name of the movie mm-hmm. and you know win just one for the Gipper was his like slogan but the oh, Gipper God. was actually a real dude mm-hmm. he was a Notre Dame football player and he was the first Notre Dame football player to make the all-american team and he still holds the university record for most average yards per rush for a season may
1: I add something yes so Notre Dame right that's the college we yes. call it Notre Dame mm-hmm. Our school is doing Hunchback of Notre Dame for yeah. our spring musical, but whenever the student government kids make their morning oh, announcements, no. they're like, "Auditions for Hunchback of Notre Dame!" <laughs>
0: like, uh, I mean, please. When this story ends, you'll see why they might not be far more. Take French. <laughs> <laughs> so he played for Notre Dame. <laughs> Unfortunately, he, even though he was a spectacular football player he was struck down in his youth by a bout of pneumonia that was possibly brought on by strep throat. Oh, he was 25. Jeez. Yeah. He was really young. So the rumor has it that he got strep throat because he slept on the steps of Washington hall one night. I don't know why I couldn't find a reason, but it was like, he slept there once and then he got strep throat. So ever since then, his ghost has been spotted around Washington Hall, and he'll pop up on stage, he pops up unexpectedly in rooms, and he has even been seen riding a horse up the same steps that doomed his life.
1: Last week, we had a the story about embossed. a guy who, in South Africa riding up and down a staircase on a horse, Keep and he horses died.
0: away from stairs. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just massage yourself with their placenta and move on. So, the Gipper has also made doors mysteriously slam, papers rustle in rooms that are empty, and, my favorite detail, oh my god, it's the Gipper, he's made French horns mysteriously sound. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. <laughs> but,
1: okay, how do we know it's a French horn and not a fart? Because French horns typically sound like fart. I mean, like a fart. depending
0: on how well played the French horn is, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> so, unrelated to his ghostliness, just an interesting deal that, d- detail that I enjoyed, in 2007, his body was exhumed to get access to his femur 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 and settle a paternity suit huh. in 2007 Huh. so huh. wrap it before you tap it y'all otherwise it'll haunt you past your grave and now yesterday I tweeted the thing about coming across a really interesting story that I got really excited about so this is Michael Plume at Indiana University and I was transfixed and upset because it's heartbreaking but also mm-hmm. uplifting and like it's everything and I'm surprised more true crime stuff doesn't talk about it so, in 1960, when he was 18, Michael Plume was on top of his game. In high school, he had taken some Russian classes, so he was handpicked for IU's linguistics program because this was the height of the mm-hmm. Cold War. And he was an honor student studying Russian. He had just joined the Air Force and was, by all accounts, a happy and well adjusted kid. But on February 15th, 1960, Michael was found hanging from the rafters of the still under construction stadium. Uh. And this is where, this isn't necessarily ghostly, it's just really interesting. So, despite the fact that it was an active construction site, meaning the area around it was super muddy and inside it was filthy dirty, his clothes and shoes were spotless. Like, they had been cleaned spotless. Like, as almost as if he didn't walk through it at all. His feet were touching the bed of a pickup truck, but his neck had been snapped. And the 18 feet of rope used that made it look like a suicide It was tied to a scaffolding that was wobbly, which led to some speculation that if, say, a healthy young man had jumped over the scaffolding that was wobbly, would it have withstood his weight without breaking? Even weirder is that there were fibers from Air Force gloves on the rope, and he was wearing gloves, but his gloves had no traces of rope fiber. So it's almost like someone else wearing Air Force gloves Mm -hmm. handled the rope. Hmm. So despite all of these weird incongruent details his death was declared a suicide almost immediately by the local cops Mm. ever since his ghost has been seen lingering around the stadium where he was found he's even appeared as he was in death so like they people have seen him how he was found hanging which is very upsetting Mm. his ghost may finally find some peace though and finally be at rest this past august like August 2017, his 99-year-old father successfully petitioned the court to have suicide removed as the cause of death. Aww. And his father said that he is happy with the ruling, even though his son's death was probably a homicide and findings were insufficient to declare homicide the cause of death. He said that this was the most he could hope for because, at this point, most of the witnesses, if it were a crime, mm. are dead. Aww.
1: He's
0: 99. Mm. And then there are a bunch of theories as to why Michael died mm-hmm. from anti-gay sentiments, like maybe he was gay and people mm-hmm. found out and weren't cool with it, to Russian espionage because he was studying Russian and it was the Cold War. Maybe he uh, got involved in something yes. or somebody thought he got involved in something, mm-hmm. but we probably won't ever know for sure because yeah. at this point it's been so long. long. Yeah. But his dad just succeeded. Oh, dad. I know. Jimmy Hoffa, who, the oh, head of yeah. the Teamsters, he pops up both at the Detroit Lions Stadium, because he loved the Lions, <laughs> and also at Giants Stadium, because there was the rumor that he was buried under the old Giants Stadium. Yeah. Also, fun fact, when Jimmy Hoffa went missing, my grandfather came home and told my mom and my grandma, the people who were mad at him, he's never going to be found. My grandfather was a Teamster.
1: When my dad was <laughs> um, in high school, in around the same time that mm-hmm. Jimmy Hoffa went missing, and it was, like, this big scandal... He was working at a, yeah, so my dad was working at the Big Boy, and one day his friend was, like, taking down a jar of, you know, Thousand Island dressing or, like, the can of, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, the surplus size uh, for restaurants, and they opened it up. And they found a human finger in it. Uh oh. they were like, it's Jimmy Hoffa.
0: So <laughs> he did live was, around there.
1: Yeah. So that was a, a thing that
0: happened in Michigan. That's weird. It says that the ghost was found without a finger. Whoa. <gasps> just kidding. That's no, not I'm in just there. Um, <laughs> this one, just real quick. Eddie Plank was the first left handed pitcher to win 300 games, and he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. He died in 1926, but the owner of the house where he died says that he still comes by sometimes to pitch in the nighttime. Specifically, he said this in 1996, so 70 years later. He said he could hear a baseball being thrown and hitting a glove, and sometimes the ball would miss and hit the wall, and then footsteps were heard chasing down the ball. After a month of the nightly practices, the noises stopped, but ghost hunters came by to be like, is it haunted? And he was like, nah, I made the whole thing up. God
1: damn
0: it. Why are you like this? And then... Frontier Field, which is the home of the Rochester Red Wings, which is a baseball team, Mm -hmm. is supposedly super haunted. When it was built, workers came across a couple sets of human bones. In 2004, they brought in the professionals and Ghost Hunters said that for sure it was super haunted. They said they came across the ghosts of several people who lived in the area of the stadium, and some of them were thrilled that their homes were now a sporting arena. Oh. They were really excited about that. Hmm. Research director Jay Burkhart also took some photos during the investigation that showed floating heads, smoky entities, and other paranormal activity. Frontier Field is now the first officially certified haunted stadium. Huh. Yeah. Nice. All right, you ready to be upset? Was Yes, I, I think I am. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that one was not the most upsetting. No, I was,
1: I was like, wait, I, is that so upsetting? It's not. Wait, but this one is... Okay.
0: Lee Williams High School in Kingman, Arizona has a haunted football field. Huh. Weird. The end. That's it. Are you scared? Just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> the school built the football field and bleachers... On an old pioneer cemetery that once housed 300 coffins of settlers and local Hualapi. They built it on an Indian fucking burial ground. Did no one learn anything from... Poltergeist? Poltergeist? No, evidently not, because they still built it, and it is still a high school to this day. So, in 2010... So long after Poltergeist has been out and everybody's seen that fucking movie. While constructing the bleachers, construction workers came across seven coffins with bodies in them and also some artifacts. This apparently pissed off the ghosts and they are now seen around the football field during games and at graduation. Most prominent are a man in a bowler hat and a little girl who purportedly demands to, quote, go out and play. People also report disembodied voices and footsteps, feeling of unease, and light orbs. 2010?
1: 2010! They didn't learn anything from... No!
0: They didn't! They were like, oh look, coffins! Oh well! Just keep going. I was reading this, like, write-up where people had gone to the school and they were like, uh, so this haunted history, apparently included in the schematics were these rooms that nobody uses, which is some straight-up Winchester Mystery House bullshit, except it's a functioning school, and the students are like... Yeah, we're all very cognizant of it, so we try to be respectful, and, like, you hear water running, and some people have seen ghosts in the bathroom, and it's like, can you imagine? It is hard enough to be a teenager, and then your school was built on a fucking Indian burial ground, I mean, like poltergeist.
1: I joke about, like, the weird, like, our, our school has a really inconsistent heating and AC, yeah. and so I'll joke about, like, walking through a column of cold
0: air and yeah. be like, who, who did I walk through? Except but, there, you would be like who did I walk, walk through? through? And it would be a little fucking girl being like, let's go play. Ugh. Nope. Why? Why did we do this to the children? Right. Don't you believe that the children are the future?
1: Right. I don't understand. Yeah.
0: So that's why I saved that worst one for last. Good. Yeah. Good.
1: Uh, it makes me appreciate my school a little bit more.
0: <laughs> Until next year when they're like, we were excavating for a new classroom. We found a bunch of dead bodies. And then Sasha stops working there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, so I looked at some superstitions as well, but um, also curses Mm. associated with different teams, because we are from the D.C. area, and D.C. Mm -hmm. sports teams suck. Yeah. Like, they'll get really, really close to winning something, and then the D.C. curses start kicking in. You blew it. Super hard. Complete
0: buffoonery. But to be fair, one of our teams does have a super racist name, so I think that's less ghosts and more having a super racist name.
1: And so, of course, like... I've looked, there's, like, one list that's just, like, multiple sports, <laughs> and it's, and then Washington, D.C. is its own category. Sure. The city of D.C. has not won a major professional championship in more than 26 years, um, <laughs> oh, since, God. or I guess, no, in 26 years, since the, yeah. um, Washington football team won Super Bowl.
0: So basically, so, in Super our Bowl life, whatever span, in 1992. In our lifespan.
1: They've won one. They've won
0: once. Yeah. Cool.
1: 28, 26. Yeah. yeah so so we were two.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then none of the major sports teams have qualified to play in a conference or league championship <laughs> gamer series since 1998 for a total of 69 combined seasons. <laughs> 69. It's the <laughs> 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 It's the longest such streak in combined seasons of any city with at least one major sports team. Amazing. Of cities with more, three or more major sports teams, D.C. has the longest, second longest title drought and the longest time without an appearance in the conference finals we number one the caps which is i think the caps and the nats are like our pride and joy yeah. of this area they but both
0: came close in recent years. They, they
1: are the epitome of the sports curse because they've lost so caps have lost five playoff series when leading three games to one most of any nhl team <laughs> um, and then let's see the uh, washington nats Um, are one of only two teams in the Major League history to have never appeared in a World Series.
0: Aww. Um, To be fair, they just came back.
1: Yeah, but, like, even so, (laughs) like, they just keep, like, fudging up. They keep losing to things. Complete buffoonery. And, yeah, so since they've moved to D.C., they haven't won any playoff series. D.C. also has not won a pennant since the Washington Senators (laughs) did in 1933. Um, the last MLB championship for a Washington baseball team was in 1924, <laughs> um, and then in 1960 the DC Senators moved to Minnesota, Did they and then they created win? a re- they created a replacement team the following year. And in 11 seasons after that, the Senators only had one winning series in 1969, with four finishes in dead last.
0: Sounds like the Senate,
1: am I right? The team oh, no. moved to Arlington, Texas after the 1971 season to become the Texas Rangers. Oh, yeah. And then the Wizards has not won an NBA championship since 1978, when they were still known as the Washington Bullets. Yeah,
0: because they were the Bullets up until like the um, late 90s.
1: I, they, and they've been doing like that's the thing is like all these teams will do like have been doing they'll do really better. Well. Yeah, and, like, the, even the Wizards have like been doing really great. Yeah, and then like it just falls the apart. last second they're just like. Eh, we're good. So, um, so yeah, sucks, <laughs> sucks to be from D.C.
0: But not if you don't like sports.
1: There's also a thing called the Sports Illustrated cover jinx,
0: Ooh. in that
1: players who appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated magazine have a tendency to suffer setbacks or injuries, lose important games shortly after appearing on the cover. Oh. And so some people, notable ones, especially, like, oh god, for one, President JFK yeah. and Jackie Kennedy uh, are shown sailing off the... Cape of Cod um, on a cover of Sports Illustrated, and then he was assassinated less than three years later. Ooh. Or Or um, people, like... Is um, it only
0: if they're on regular Sports Illustrated, or if they show up in a bikini, will it affect them, too? Um, I don't Tyron know. Tyra Banks is still alive, is all I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Let's see, like, so for example, Michelle Kwan in 1998 was on the cover of Sports Illustrated with Uh the headline Gold Standard Uh um, after she won the 1998 figure skating championships over Tara Lipinski, Uh but a few weeks later she lost the gold medal at the Winter Olympics to Lipinski, and then in 2002 she finished with a bronze medal while another American won gold, and then she was injured and had to retire before the 2006 Olympics. Dale Earnhardt? appeared on a cover of Sports Illustrated in 2000 with his son Dale Jr and he died 2 months later Ooh. um in 2001, the Giants were featured on the cover of Sports Illustrated following their 41-0 blowout victory over the Vikings, and then they got blown out by the Ravens in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Oop. <laughs> um, in 2001, the XFL was featured on the cover with the headline, uh, Cheap Thrills, Will sleazy, sleazy Gimmicks and Low Rent Football Work for the XFL? Spoiler alert, as it soon will in, not. It like, dramatically declined right after that, and then the XFL folded after its only season. They're bringing it back, though. Yeah, it can stay gone. Um, <laughs> in 2004, the Carolina Panthers wide receiver was featured on the cover after the Panthers beat the Eagles mm-hmm. uh, to lead them to the Super Bowl. And then the next game, after appearing on the cover, they lost to the Pats in the Super Bowl 38. So
0: <laughs> great. Um, in
1: 2009, Tiger Woods appeared on the <laughs> cover. <laughs> In November of that same year, details of his infidelity surfaced, tarnishing his family image and resulting in the losses of several lucrative endorsement deals.
0: Basically, he slept with everyone.
1: In 2009, the Colts' Peyton Manning appeared on the cover, and the Colts ended up losing to the New Orleans Saints in the Super Bowl. Amazing. I'm looking for uh, anything, like, really recent. I'm, like, hoping, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Maybe they just don't
0: put people on the cover anymore.
1: In 2017, Tom Brady was featured on the cover promoting the 2017 NFL season, and then they lost to the Chiefs in week one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Suck it, Tom Brady. (laughs) Um, The
1: Dodgers, also in 2007, were featured on the cover with the caption, Best team ever. compiling one of the best seasons to date in baseball series in baseball history and then they lost 17 out of the next 22 Uh. games so maybe we don't go on sports illustrated anymore because we'll be cursed
0: and Um, then sports illustrated called and they're like we'd like to feature you ladies in a feature on podcasting no sports illustrated no
1: that's okay (laughs)
0: um
1: let's see in terms of like there's also a thing just straight up called a super bowl curse um it's or the Super Bowl hangover is a phrase referring to one of three things that can happen in the NFL. Super Bowl participant clubs that follow up with lower-than-expected performance the following year, mm-hmm. teams that do not re- repeat a Super Bowl championships, or host teams of the Super Bowl that do not play the game on their home field.
0: So, I know that if the Vikings had gotten to the Super Bowl this year, they would have been on their home field. Right,
1: but they could also end up losing yeah. even though they're on home field. Yeah. And so a couple of just really quick superstitions that I looked into. First again was sumo because I was trying to figure out like what all is going on there. Mm-hmm. And part of me wondering about that is like when they first step into the ring they throw salt. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, well, there's got to be something. Off yeah. We we got there's got to be something about that. So, in sumo, there are a lot of ancient traditions that have been preserved. Because mm-hmm. um, sumo is a pretty, like, historic sport. Mm-hmm. It's been around for a really long time. So, they use things like salt purification that comes from shito practices. Oh. And so, they will do, like, a ritual dance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, like... Where you, you like, like to your leg and you slap. Yeah, and you yeah and you like lift you're your trying and you to slap. Re- wrestle, like, a, a kami or some kind of oh. divine spirit. There's also... Like the different mawashi that they wear, um, that are kind of like big aprons before they take them off when they get into the arena, have different kinds of meanings. So some people are superstitious and they'll change the color of their mawashi to change their luck. So, like, a poor performance might cause them to change colors for the next tournament, or even during a tournament, they'll try to change it to change their luck for better. And then some people will wear their mawashi um, as a way to give themselves some, some, some advantage over their uh, opponents, so their actual, the bands that they're yeah. wearing. They might make it a little bit loose to make it harder to be thrown, or um, make it wrap, like, wrap it tightly so you can't and get a splash grip. a little water on it so you can't hey. get a grip on it. And so there's Trixie. different things that they'll do. There's also, my dad was telling me about, like, the ring's height having to do with something to, like, keep spirits away mm-hmm. or whatever, and so I was just like, oh, well, sumo. So that, like, <laughs> makes, makes sense to me. But in terms of, like, superstitions and other rituals that you d- maybe didn't talk about <laughs> in in our game, um, people who, like, will clip their fingernails Gross. before games during timeouts. Gross! Um, or, it's uh,
0: not your stadium.
1: There's one guy who... If you touch him before the game, he has to touch you back. Like, it's like, if you, like, pat him on the shoulder, he has to oh. pat you back on the shoulder. But then there's also some people who, like, will not make a right turn <laughs> during baseball games. Are they NASCAR
0: drivers? No, but,
1: right? Well, it's like, it's like he will only, I guess when you're running a base, you're only turning left. Yeah. But, like, he won't even, like, turn over his right shoulder because he doesn't want to throw off the natural order of
0: things. There are marching bands that don't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then there's,
1: you know, the people who are into, like, healing crystals and whatever. I almost did yeah. that one
0: as a culty thing. Right. Um, Because it seems like a culty thing, but I couldn't find a specific example of, like, so-and-so where's healing minerals.
1: You know, I and I've heard about this with, like, student-athletes as well. The, um not washing things. Gross, yeah. so yeah. Not necessarily your body, but like ne- not, not washing like your, your socks or not your washing underwear. your underwear. And then there's also, so I guess two specific ones. Stephen Klein, um, the former Giants pitcher, had a mm-hmm. dirty hat tradition where he would wear the same hat over and over every game. Serena Williams is known to wear the same socks. And I'm like, well, wow, girl, I mean, she's. I mean, the clearly it it's works. working for her, it, but I'm but also, like, also really worried for her health, right? Like, <laughs> like her I, foot
0: health. I imagine she goes to the podiatrist, and he's just like, "Girl, right. you got to stop this."
1: And then um, there's the playoff beard, which I mm-hmm. think most of us are familiar with, especially when fans start to get together. But. The person who wrote this article for Bleacher Report said, I'm beginning to think the playoff beard isn't even a superstition at all, but rather an excuse for men to stop shaving for an extended period of time because, for some strange reason, all the women in their lives have just accepted the playoff beard as something legit. That's right, I'm on (laughs) to (laughs) you.
0: No shave November is a lie. Uh,
1: Right. Then there's the NASCAR. No peanuts or $50 bills allowed. I
0: was reading about that, and I couldn't figure out how to make it sound like a culty thing. Right,
1: so... (laughs) So for NASCAR drivers, a bad day could mean a fiery crash, Mm -hmm. right? So there's the superstition, no peanuts in the shell. So an old superstition that dates back to the racing era, even before World War II. Peanuts in the shell are never sold at at or around a NASCAR event. Mm -hmm. Peanut shells are considered bad luck, according to racing lore. Mm -hmm. Um, Peanut shells were always found in the smoldering remnants of a badly wrecked car. Yikes. Yikes, right? And then no $50 bills. Mm -hmm. Just no, no $50
0: bills in NASCAR. Stop showing off your wealth. Let's see. Uh, Richie Ashburn slept with
1: baseball bats.
0: I mean, you should do that anyway in case people break into your house. Right.
1: Like, he would just, like, sleep with his bats. <laughs> he would treat it like a special lady. Mm. Mm. Oh, uh, darling. Uh, you look
0: so beautiful tonight.
1: Wade Boggs had a pregame chicken. <laughs> <laughs> he would uh. <laughs> eat chicken before his games. Cool. And he stuck to a superstitious diet reg- religiously, and his wife accumulated more than 40 re- chicken recipes. For the three thousand chicken meals, she was tasked with producing every season. What a 3, 000, good and what, wife! What a good wife! She I would has, be
0: like, you're gonna food. eat something other than fucking chicken. I can't do your fucking chicken anymore. But she's like, okay. What a nice lady.
1: Um, underpants or magical shorts? <laughs> yeah, lucky undies. <laughs> underpants. Um, and actually, if you if you remember in in the s- classic hit movie and childhood gem. Space Jam,
0: aka the most sportsy movie I've ever enjoyed. Right,
1: my favorite <laughs> sportsy movie. Uh, Michael Jordan, remember, tells mm-hmm. them to go get his UNC shorts. Yeah, and so he would wear his shorts a little bit longer mm-hmm. um, than like other players mm-hmm. uh, when he was on the Bulls because he wanted to make room for his lucky North Carolina shorts. <laughs> and so he wore them under his uniform for his entire career. And then Jason Terry, the Celtics guard, he. And his teammate would like sleep in their uniform shorts the night before the game, and then he to make sure that like they were ready to go. Mm-hmm. But then when he made it to the NBA, he adjusted his routine slightly, and he wears the shorts of his opponent the night before the game.
0: That's, that's how weird, does he man? get a pair of the opponent's shorts?
1: I mean, he probably just goes to the fan shop.
0: No, I'm assuming that there's, like, elaborate subterfuge where he, like, puts on a wig and, like, dark sunglasses and a trench coat and he's just like, hey, boys, I'm here for my shorts, and he grabs them and runs off. Right. Like, I'm yeah. alab- I'm imagining it's an elaborate heist.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, that
0: seems the most reasonable. And then,
1: I guess a couple other ones, like, there's some people who, like, okay, there's this one guy, he named Turk Wendell he was a pitcher, and he would wear a necklace that was made from the teeth and other various parts of animals he hunted, Ew. Um, and then he would draw three crosses in the dirt in the mound before pitching, and insisted that numbers in his contract ended in 99, which was his jersey number. He would also eat four pieces of licorice during games that he pitched, and he would brush his teeth in the dugout between innings, but only after taking a flying leap over the baseline. Gross. So, like, he had to do very specific stuff every game, and some people were wondering if it was just, like, OCD of his own Yeah, that does
0: sound like rituals.
1: Right? And then the no-hitter silence. The first rule of pitching a no-hitter is that you do not talk about pitching a no-hitter. That's true. The second rule of pitching a no-hitter is that you do not talk about pitching a (laughs) no-hitter. So we just don't talk (laughs) about it.
0: No one around you can mention it either. That part I know. Um, so you like don't get, somebody's like hey you're on your way to a no hitter it's like duh, 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 duh,
1: duh. there's also this one that's about a gold song Ooh. when former New York Yankees first baseman Jason Gambini broke out of a per- particularly gruesome gruesome hitting slump in 2008 uh-huh. he revealed that the secret was a gold song Ooh. he ponied up to using the lingerie to spark his performance at the plate but also divulged that it's something he's done in the past his teammates were so impressed that a few decided to try it for themselves, including Johnny Damon, who rationalized the decision by claiming that um the mechanics of the thong stop a hitter from focusing too much on their hands or balance. <laughs> so they just wore thongs under their uniforms.
0: Good I for them. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it might just be because the thong is so uncomfortable that they're running to try and like adjust, adjust it because it, yeah. it's like up your butt crack. Also, that's a really good way to get bacterial infections.
1: Yeah, it is. Cuz it is
0: a tiny landing strip for bacteria.
1: Exactly. And then there are some people who would dip in the NHL mm-hmm. would dip their sticks in like baby powder or in the toilet Gross. or <laughs> you know just like just normal I don't know things it's normal things then there's the Madden curse which is I think sort of similar to the um the Sports Illustrated curse mm-hmm. and so that's on the the Madden video games Yeah the people who've appeared on the covers of Madden often become either having a collapse in their careers or yeah. having a massive injury or something. So, like, Dante uh, Dante Culpepper was on the cover of Madden in 2002, and he broke the record for the most fumbles in a season sh- after that, Congratulations. and then he blew out his knees
0: and Amazing. never returned to
1: form. Donovan McNabb was on it in 2006. And then he incurred a sports hernia on the first game of the next season, Ugh. and he played hurt all season until a t- torn ACL ended his year early. Let's see. Other people... These are, like, names I don't even recognize because they haven't, like, done shit. Like, Sean <laughs> Alexander and Peyton Hills. They've done, like, nothing. And Sasha's a
0: sports expert, so if she doesn't know your name, what even is your And point? then
1: there's Michael Vick. Ugh. Michael Vick was on the cover in 2004 and then he broke his leg in a preseason game, which kept him out all season. And it was also the same year that his dogfighting ring came to light.
0: Don't fight dogs. Dogs are friends. Right?
1: Then there's the curse, many curses of the Chicago Cubs, <laughs> which finally won a World Series a few years ago. They did. There was the Curse of the Billy Goat, which was stemming from a local bar owner who was booted out of Wrigley Field during the 1945 World Series. People complained about the smell of his companion, who was a goat. The, he and the goat left, but not after putting a curse on the team. Course, so his
0: service guilt was also a sorcerer. Right,
1: yeah. Okay. Then there's the curse of the black cat. Um, no. When they were locked in a tight division race, the Cubs met the Mets in 1969 for two critical games. But then early in the game, a black cat mysteriously appeared in the stands at Shea Stadium and sauntered past the Cubs' dugout. And the Cubs lost the game, and then the division. The Mets cool. won the World Series. And then there's the curse of Steve Bartman, not Bartman-like <laughs> from the Simpsons. He tried to catch a foul ball ball in Game 6 of 2003 um, NLCS, and fan interference prevented a potential Cubs catch, which would have had them four outs away from winning, and then they lost the game, and then the whole series, and everyone irrationally blamed Bartman. It's
0: not really his fault. sounds like it's the fans' fault.
1: (laughs) And, yeah, so there's other things like smoking and drinking, so there's some people Mm who always have to, like, flick a a lit circle, a cigarette over their shoulder, or, like, uh, you know drink something beforehand or mm-hmm. other people who don't drink or do smoke they smoke anything before games so I mean I get it like people a lot of us get superstitious about weird things some yeah. of us you know are superstitious others of us are little stitious um I Sounds know like
0: sports folks are real stitchious I know
1: that like when we were in college I had a pair of underpants that I would wear under my uh, uniform uh-huh. uh, for marching band <laughs> First started wearing that pair of underwear because you couldn't see it through yeah. my uniform because the color guard uniforms were spandex, strip, yeah. yeah, and then we started winning, and I was like, oh, well, I need to wear these <laughs> underpants every weekend, <laughs> and so, like, those become became my, like, lucky underpants, because even if go. it wasn't football season, if I wore them, like, lucky things happened,
0: and so... We I was a little stitious. We had a non-sporting competition between the trumpets and the drumline. The details aren't important, but my best friend and I discovered that the two years that we made shirts for this non-sporting competitive event, the trumpets lost, and then we started just wearing like trumpet t-shirts and both years we did that we won. Hmm. So, interference.
1: Interference. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we just stopped making keg off shirts. Yeah.
1: See, but you just called it keg off. And so now You don't know what know. that means. I, I think it's pretty easy to. It's understand. who can
0: get out of a keg the fastest. We hammer somebody in there, and you have to like hulk your way out. It's very expensive. I don't know why we do it, but it is impressive in its own way.
1: Does it still happen?
0: I don't think so. Okay,
1: yeah, that tradition started dying out my yeah. grad school years. Yeah, after I
0: graduated, yeah. it it died out pretty fast. I don't think they still do it. Okay, but I don't. I don't actually know. So that's been our hour of sports. Sports! We're experts now, so ask us anything. Email us, spoophour at gmail.com, with your sports questions and your spoop stories, and we'll answer and read them out loud. Thank you to Beth for sending us her stories. Thank you to Popcorn Prattle and Best Forevers and BSP for being our podcast friend.
1: And check out last week's episode of Pop Culture Bento to hear me prattle on (laughs) about (laughs) anime and other things. Yeah, that aren't spooky.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so hope you enjoyed all of your spoop. And I hope that whatever team you root for in the Spooper Bowl does really well, and that you don't have to boo like a ghost. Boo! Boo! You know, I mean, usually whenever people start talking about doing a... You know, remake of I mean, look. Here's the point that, that I'm trying to make here, okay? You know, Barb, this is isn't what I don't understand. Important. I mean, Tom how could I don't they understand have how you made think a movie this bad? I mean, every, I know who like, like, relived this? Who said that this was okay? Look at the attitude. Yes, there have been many. Yeah.
1: Come get belligerent on Popcorn Prattle Film Talk podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. You'll be glad you did.
0: Have you gotten your daily serving of podcasts? Don't you know you need two pods a day? It's a campaign that Spoop Hour is excited to participate in to give some love to indie podcasts. We recommend that you check out Famished and Feasting, They See Me Rollin', and Really Famous if you want to get your fill.